is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? Hello! And welcome. Yep. I hurt my throat. It's Joseph Woodfrish coming at you. Out of the gate strong. Downtown Carbondelay W. DDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDD
it just didn't do it for me. Like the idea, well, for one thing, it's kind of my life, and uh, uh, and it's not really that complicated. <laughs> I get to see him make such a disaster of trying to uh, be a mom. Uh, essentially. Oh yeah, but this is 1980s, man. Well, this and that's also stuff, why a woman. That's why it also doesn't work for me because I'm like, you're right. This doesn't is, hold up. This is how I. Okay, like I know how that's. I know that's. Oh, what I was. Through, I was alive then. Okay. No, sadly yeah, though, nine to five does hold go, up. Still. Yeah, this is this was men <laughs> struggling, stupid white <laughs> men struggling with the fact they don't have all the power. Maybe I should rewatch it in that lens. I remember loving it. Yeah. Thinking it was a really cozy movie. And then the last time I watched it, the only thing I took away was that really cool uh, office with the glass windows that overlooked the factory. And uh, for some reason, I thought I thought all factories were that way in life. I thought the boss like watched out a glass window my entire life <laughs> <laughs> because what, of that this movie. Was the first mo- this was the first movie where I realized Martin Mull could play a dick. Like, oh, I know we man. Seen him and stuff, and he was really sure. likable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Most people did. He is such an asshole. Well, that's why he got that role on uh, Roseanne, one of the greatest comedians yep. of our time. I think still putting out quality material. Roseanne. Yep. Yep. Uh, what's her pron- <laughs> what, what are her pronouns? Uh, go to hell. I think. No pronouns in there. Jackass, dumbass, <laughs> hateful. Like seriously though, anybody uh, that's using a pronoun joke still. I don't care what your punchline is. Do you really? Yeah. Know, it's like the happiest thing question. ever. I mean. Do you how, how do you get to screw up the national anthem that bad and then be on the flat? I, I mean, it does, uh, never mind. That's it's true. That's just, true. Just, that's that's true. Right? I mean, shouldn't that group be? I mean, if you're mad at black people for kneeling, then yeah. You, but Roseanne's okay. okay? Seriously? And, and, well, I don't think they're mad at black people for back. kneeling. I think they're just mad at black people. <laughs> <laughs> no, whatever. Well, you're right. Exactly. Right. It's the latest excuse. But you know what I'm saying? Further. Yeah, do you I exactly. Remember, do you guys remember some of our favorite rock bands? I'm not just talking about Jimmy setting the standard, but in the last 30, 40 years, several rock bands we've all appreciated have been asked to like come and they'll do like their guitarist will do a version of the national anthem or something yeah. like this. Uh-huh. And that still catches heat. There's still people who are like, it's just so offensive and whatever. And I'm like, I bet if uh, but clap- you like Roseanne for what she did, you yeah. like Roseanne when she well, did it this way. Okay, I bet gotcha. if uh, I bet if Clapton did it in a sold out amphitheater mid pandemic, they would love this. <laughs> Well, I was oh, going to yeah. say, I mean, Nita, Nita Strauss, rightfully, who's a phenomenal guitar player, that's kind of how she got known was, you know, playing L.A. Rams, playing National Anthem at football nice. games. You know, um, and, you know, internet, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, she's, you know, Alice Cooper's guitar player and touring the world and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, I mean, now, I, she's not point, one of those, I, I like, my uh, point really, in that she's not one is, of those really attractive women who's uh, really tattooed and just, like, plays a G chord and then has a million no, she shreds. Those, no, okay. she'll, oh. no, she shreds. No, she shreds. No, she's a serious right. player. No, you don't, even, you just, don't even have to it's really talk hard. about, talk about really anything other to, than the fact of her playing. She's phenomenal. It's really hard for me to... I'm just learning to, like, try to sing and play guitar, you guys, and it's really hard. One million views. <laughs> anyway, no, she no, she's not. Hey, she's not got, that, that, that that TikTok that thing. That brings you know, me to a question the... to you, both you guys. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of Samantha Fish? Oh, she's killer. She's awesome, right? I mean, I really dig her playing, but she's a slide player, and I didn't know what Eastwood thought of her since Eastwood likes to play slide. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I don't know who she is. I've never heard her. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I don't really keep up on okay. that kind of music uh, anymore. I, I, uh, I'm. I'm just a pop whore these days. I don't 
I just want uh, super fun or like the most depressing slow murder ballads you've ever heard. Those are the like, she the plays only, a lot of fun bluesy like, stuff. Those are the only two options. I like. I don't listen to blues <laughs> anymore ever. I feel like I've listened to every well, great if, blues if song that's ever been. Speed. If so. if this is your speed, it sounds to me like you need to get or you need to stream Isbell's new album. Shark and I've been talking gee, about this. Yeah, it's I haven't got I it yet, and every critic says this is one of the most brilliant records recorded. And as Shark made a joke, um, like Towns Van Zant, it'll make you want to hang yourself. Dude, <laughs> uh, there needs to be a warning label on the record that's like, do not listen to Towns Van Zant within thirty minutes of sure. before or after listening to this record. Oh um, no, <laughs> you know because it's too it'd be too much. No, I'm yeah. serious, Eastwood. That's what people are saying. They're saying it's oh. brilliant. It's incredible. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And it will make it, yeah. you want to slit your wrists. It hurts wow. in all the right ways. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I don't okay. mean just like a general malaise. Woe is me. I mean, it's very <laughs> focused into. Yeah. This is a problem I'm dealing with, and it's tearing me to pieces and stuff like that. So yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, I'm going to check it out then. Uh, tear to pieces, Rob. You you asked us to watch the uh, the new Black Mirror. Yes. <laughs> what yes, did I do yes, to yes. you, Rob? Hey, I gotta, I gotta know something real quick. So you know that TV show where it's like the two guys and they take the one guy who hates travel and they put him in all these crazy adv- and like he doesn't really oh, understand that on. he's it's the a modern but- Twilight. Zone. Are you guys come doing on. that to me with You're these TV about shows? Carl this, I don't, I don't know who it is, but you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. The I believe it's, so it's Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Yes, they put, yeah, that's he, it. he takes his buddy yep. and puts him Carl. in all that weird stuff. Yep, Carl. Yeah, am, I, Carl. am I Carl? Yeah. Or is that what you guys are doing? A little, to me? Is a little bit, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You like the Twilight Zone. They're a lot this smarter is than the Carl. The 21st century Twilight Zone. <laughs> it is really 21st century Twilight Zone done better. It than, is. And I mean, that is the best zone. compliment I can okay. give the show. Then, okay, it's okay. Then then don't make me. I've How sat far through 25 minutes of this. 25 minutes and there's nothing happening. Nothing. Oh, Literally gets, nothing going on. Nothing. 25 oh, minutes, you, you, you've got me watching this woman brush her teeth? <laughs> okay, she's in a, had, she doesn't like the relationship. She's, she wants to, she's got had, an old flame. Great. Had, you don't need 25 had, minutes to tell me that. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I had just a little bit of that my problem myself. It had a groundhog, uh, Groundhog's Day problem for me, which is like, I don't want to keep watching the same thing happen over and over. They did seem to cut it short, though, right? About 30 minutes in, that's not even 30. About 20, I think, it stops doing that and becomes a, yes, kind of a different thing. Yes, and it's far more complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, it, when Selma shows up, <laughs> that's when I thought it got fun, um, which it does take a while yeah, for her to show, uh, up, show up. For real, show up. Absolutely. So what was your fascination? So sure. Was it the fact that okay. she's not real and then it's all... Like a simulation within a simulation? Is it? Is it that? Well, okay, so that, here, here's what I loved. So one, um, I loved, <coughs> there was pieces that put together that I thought fit perfect. One, we all sign these agreements with these companies, and we have no idea what, the, what we're signing. Yeah. And so we have no clue where this is going. Second, Hollywood and everyone is trying to push AI in every possible way to get around having to actually create things and do mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Third... Art, oh my God, art costs money. Art takes time. Ugh, let's just like focus on quote unquote real yeah. lives of people. Real lives of people, yeah. And second, as they tell us later, it can't be positive. We don't want positive. We want the most negative, horrible version of a person so we can yeah. really feed off that and create identity around that. And then, of course, lastly, um, 
the fact that everything is a copy of a copy. We're in postmodern simulacrums here, <laughs> like Baudrillard <laughs> talked about. And, and like, no, this isn't even real people. This is like the copy of the copy. The copy of the that copy. That is in another yeah. universe of a copy. And they're going to start doing this to every single person within a week. <laughs> yeah. All right. So basically, it's the Rick and Morty car battery episode without the jokes. <laughs> it got pretty funny after that. What's some Hayek? Becomes a main character in it. Yeah, when she shows up and becomes funny. the main character, I thought oh, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, it. It became, I don't know it, how you... That was the episode one of season six, right? So, so how do you get through five seasons this gal brushing her teeth? Well, have you ever watched uh, the very first episode, Shark? The very first episode Yeah, yeah, yeah. We brilliant. need to tell him about some Black Mirror stuff. Like, there's... I don't... there's set, Listen, there's several Black Mirror episodes I hated. And was like... Yeah, there's I don't, some I don't, that I can't I don't like stand. This one. I appreciate what they're doing, but exactly. I Exactly. I, I always like the appreciate their art, but I'm never going to rewatch it. There, are, however, are many episodes of Black Mirror that I think are... I don't want to say they're genius, but they're so well-crafted. And, oh yeah, uh, they're so well done that I can't not look, kind of love them. Um, yeah, some of yeah, some yeah, of them, yeah. like you like to talk about, are painful to watch. There's one about the uh, Rob. Do you remember? I think can't think what it's called. It's about the woman on a road trip and she stops at the slavery uh, exhibit. It's yes, like, it, it, it's ooh, it's it's real hard to watch. Um, anyway, yes, um, there's like really. Imp- I don't want to say important, but they're like they're, they're you know they're trying to do good life's work with that show, for the most yes. part. Um, like now, if, for instance, there's one shark. There's one where there's this politician who's really corrupt and dirty. Oh, what? And someone contacts him. Not a politician. And, sa- and says privately, "We have footage of you having sex with a pig, and we're going to release this to the world if you don't start like doing things properly." So, long story short, they end up getting him to have sex with a pig, so then they can record it and yeah. put it out and on the net out. to destroy him and get rid of this horrible politician. Like, like he is so desperate to maintain power, he will create the lie, the horrible thing to try and get it. Yeah, there's that one, then there's the one about the murderer who has to, like, wake up and keep reliving and it over and over and over. Yeah. That yeah, really I mean, yeah like, that's there's in what universe did you think that's the show for me? <laughs> I didn't ask no, wait a minute, <laughs> you. No, you've known me since I was fifteen. Okay, Shark, I didn't you did. Want, watch those. Yeah, you did. You sent me a message. You're like, hey, you guys, you got to watch this show. You know, the there's episode. one episode. <laughs> as, one, yeah, episode one episode we've been talking about. There AI, is, reality TV. Yeah. Um, this this idea of like we can get rid of art and just do it cheaper without human beings. We've been discussing this for the last few weeks. I don't know. So man. I, I still cool. think Black I still Mirror think you ought to just tell me what it is I've done to harm you and let me repair it today. <laughs> to torture me slowly over time. I like literally this. thought this one would give you a giggle. I don't think you ever got to the the, the defecating in the church. Yes, so you, Hayek, very uh, upset. I was gonna say, no, did you? Has been used to defecate I was gonna say, in the, I don't, the defecation in the church. I was like. I all right, all right, Black Yeah, Mirror. this is legendary. Yeah, <laughs> no, I tried to. I, honest, in all honesty, I tried to watch it when I got up this morning, and yeah, you know what I mean. Nah. And I love the way they. Uh, I don't think they, I was very receptive to much of anything. Probably not. Yeah, I love the way they use Kate Blanchett. I almost think they didn't ask Kate yeah. Blanchett for permission just by the way I, they I used her. I kind of wanted her to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, and by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, Eastwood. I haven't watched the (laughs) second one. I started it, and it looks like it's going to be dealing with racism, but I can't tell. But 
in the in the beginning of episode one, when they're on the couch and they're talking about what to watch, they mm-hmm. mention this show set in Scotland with a murderer, and they say the name uh-huh. of it. Is it that's that the Mike second Myers episode? Show? Oh, okay. No, that's the second episode. That name and everything. And I don't know if they're doing that where it's all self-referential. You know what I mean? I, I can't you. decide if that's. Well, Rob, if, yeah. you, if you like the idea, uh, I liked it personally. I'm going to watch all of them. I always watch all the Black Mirror episodes because I like uh, I like a little sci-fi horror uh, weirdness. Um, but uh, yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but along the same lines, and let me give you the. Uh, let me give you the spiel before I tell you what the show is. All right, I'm listening. Okay, there is a, uh, well, first of all, there's like a underground resistance group. We're not really sure what they are or who they're fighting. Okay, you know I like resistance groups. Um, however, they are so concerned with looking cool and having oh, like no. cool resistance lingo and smashing cell phones oh, no. that they're the kind of a bunch of dips. Dip, dip dungs that don't really get anything accomplished. So it's January 6th. Okay, they're, go. They're, no, they're like, they have good intentions, but like training day is literally them being like, saying taglines. <laughs> like crushing phones after they send a call and like just trying to look cool, basically. However, outside of this is something real, and it's a woman, and... The world is being controlled uh, by an algorithm, by an AI at this point. Not controlled. It started out as a social media AI that people were a part of. And this AI would tell you to find things for it, (coughs) like like real things in the world. And if you would find those things for it, it would give you points, and those points would give you popularity within the system, and I think even maybe real money. Um, they don't really explain it. There was the a black wor- episode or black mirror episode where they had to do things to get likes for power and stuff. But go ahead. Yeah, it's 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 more like. Uh, but anyway, so she's so sending- basically again, you guys are talking about the meow meow beans episode. Of <laughs> no, so she is sending <laughs> she is sending people out on these missions. They get points and acceptance and money for doing these missions for her. She has essentially become. A artificial god. Like, people are starting to obey okay. her at everything she says. She approaches our our main character, who appears to be a nun. She's not a nun. She's just a... Uh, she's a part of something that we do not know what she's a part of, still. Like, episode okay. five, I still don't know what she is. And the AI is called Miss Davis. And she's like, I'm not calling you a name. You are an algorithm, and you are nothing else to me. And she says to her, I have a mission for you. If you blah, 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 stakes, you have to do this mission, blah, blah, blah. And her mission is to find the Holy Grail. And she's like, oh, the Holy One? She's just a sarcastic prick through the entire show. <laughs> Doesn't matter what just happened to her or who died. She's like, I'm going to crack a joke and be bitter. <laughs> Our protagonist. Okay. Um, and that is the show. She is, she is tasked by an uh, AI who controls the world to find the Holy Grail. Um, and she is kind of using the underground group of buffoons a little bit to her <laughs> advantage. And uh, we don't know if she's actually trying to find it, uh, if she's going to do this. It's just a, and it's a fascinating, entertaining show. It's called Mrs. Davis. It's on Peacock. And, I've uh, heard of, Mrs. of that show, yeah. yeah you you got to watch it. It's by our boy. It's by uh, uh, the fella Lindelof who did The Watchmen. Um, it's his new oh. show. So it is just soaked in like that, that kind of Lindelof feeling. However, um, it's real fun. 
it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, it's real kind of stupid. And like I said, a lot of the characters are uh, almost parodies of what they should be. They're more, uh, uh, they're, they would rather entertain you than actually solve the case and come off looking cool. Uh, but yeah, I highly suggest it. If you do not have a peacock, as I like to call it in our house. Do you guys, oh, really? Do you guys call it, do you guys have the uh, peacock in your house? They have the what? <laughs> the, what? the peacock. Do you have the peacock in your oh, house? Oh, yeah. well, no, I'm waiting until the community movie comes out. Um, and then uh, that's ah, when I intend to get it. Yeah, that's, when that's you're the only jump reason on. I have it. You got well, that's it. Where the yeah. old, uh, that's where the old cocaine bear's at. <laughs> it's not the uh, my favorite uh, streamer. However, they had one of those, like, get a year for 40 bucks. And I was like, eh. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but it's worth it for old Miss Davis. Great show. Uh, Mr. Lindelof keeps it going. Uh, um, how about... Oh, oh, this is sad. Uh, we don't have to... Oh, let's talk about something happier. I want to talk about Cormac McCarthy. But we've all watched Air. I don't think we've actually... <laughs> He's dead. Let's talk about yeah. something happier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to living, folks. Um... Uh, Air, we all watched uh, Air. I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but uh, I had such a blast. What a, I know mm -hmm. it's half. I know it's half nostalgia. I think probably for it people is. Our, it for is, our but age. It's fun. It's but fun. Man, it was so well done, and it was just good to see a movie that didn't have to have the world blowing up, and that was just fun to watch. Um, uh, and what is the name of it? Air. The the. You know, the oh, yes, yes, sorry, sorry. I'm still dealing with this sick brain. I, I oh, loved yes. Air. I, I couldn't believe so how much I enjoyed that movie. I couldn't either. It, I uh, I was blown away by it. Like, I, I keep talking about it. It's been a while since I watched it. I keep referencing okay, can it. I, can I ask you two a really serious question about this movie? Mm-hmm. No, okay. you can ask me. I, well, no, I'm You're serious. not going to get a serious this, answer. This, Why no, so serious? I, I, I think I am going to get a serious answer because you two can't stay away from this subject either. Oh, okay, no. you, the three of us try as as much as possible to be decent, modern, evolved human beings. I don't know right? about that. We've talked about this so much. You know, we we pay attention to our privileges. Point of privilege. We, we know what privilege. it means to be, you know, a white male in this period of time, coming from the time of, on and on and on. So I understand that there's so hey, many. Movies by the way, that we're recording out. this on. Uh, we're recording this on Juneteenth, and I would just like to say I don't understand. I'll never understand, but I stand, and I'll always stand. All right, go ahead, Rob. Wait, you don't understand what? That's no. That's a. Uh, that's a uh, expression. Uh, for BLM, oh. <laughs> if you're uh, essentially yes, means yes. I do not understand your struggle because I have not been through your struggle, but I stand with Correct. you and your struggle. I do See, not understand, okay, but I stand. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. so this is my point. The three, the, the three of us are really trying very hard to be on the right side of history. Now, I and by right you mean conservative? <laughs> no, there are so many movies and things that come out that are totally white savior myths. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, yeah, we've made yeah, fun of sure. these over and over from and over. Tarzan okay. to uh, the yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah the well, empowerment's I mean, placed placed differently in there, and it's, yeah, it's placed I mean, like, correctly. Francis, and the, I like, yeah, I agree. I know where yeah, you're headed. Okay, so lots of people 
have criticized this movie saying, oh, it's just the white savior myth, and the whole movie celebrates these oh, white Eric, men really? doing this. I don't think so. Dude. I didn't take that I, at all. No, because that's not the point of the movie. Like, no. are you? No, I've seen people like saying this, and uh, luckily I have seen um, some very intelligent black content creators step in and going, look, I'm all for looking for this kind of stuff, but you're, this is not what this movie is about. You missed <laughs> no. the point. You know what I mean? Like, this movie never purported to be about Michael Jordan. This no. movie is about a bunch of guys who, like, took and created a shoe around Michael Jordan before he becomes Michael Jordan. That's that's the yeah. story. Nike and Michael and Jordan. It's like the so, most therefore, it iconic... has to be a bunch of white dudes because oh. that's who they were. Yeah. So my well, point I said that the, the power in the movie lies with the, lies with Mama. I mean, if I took anything yes, away from the exactly. power base, it's, it's don't mess Thank with Mama. Thank you. you know? Exactly. That's the point everybody comes to. <laughs> Who holds all the power? It is Mrs. Jordan holds all power in this. <laughs> yeah, film. I mean, it wasn't Michael. It wasn't Dad. It was Mama. No, it wasn't <laughs> no. the CEO of Nike. It, no, no, who it keeps is getting stepped on? Mrs. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm just right. Saying. <laughs> no, so this of, is my point. As soon as I watched it. Because I had already heard people saying this stuff. And the movie ends, and one, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I also so heard people say the soundtrack was way too white and didn't bring no, out here's, black you know music. What? And I'm like, I've, what I've are you talk, talking about? I have but, talked about this soundtrack in my house a lot. And I have I was telling Michelle like how I thought it was, I don't know, brave's not the right word. But most music, uh, if you're a music uh, producer on a, on a, on a movie... Just about all those songs, generally, they would have said, no, that's too on the nose. You don't want to use that. But Ben Affleck and Matt Damon grew up in that period, and they were like, you know what you heard on the radio constantly <laughs> during the time of this movie? These songs. These songs yeah. are that time period. And I don't care how white they are. They're not white. They got like Shaka Khan and Donna Summer and... That's uh, what I'm uh, saying. Run, run I DMC. I, I've been listening to that soundtrack for a week now. <laughs> it's, it's yes. Okay. So this was my point. Like, I respect the hell out of people who are calling out the BS when they see it. When Absolutely, they're highlighting, sure. you know, this is a problem. So but this so movie is not but one. This is not one of those examples. No. And you undermine all your credibility. Not at all. When you do mm. this. Now, yeah. now, Rob, you make an excellent point there. When you go Quixote, total Quixote, and you argue against everything, then you have no right. credibility when you are really, you know, it's like the boy that cried. Correct. Little, you know, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You got to concede. That's what I'm trying you know, to get third, at here yeah, is that, yeah. you know, because, um, I mean, like, we've, we've made so many jokes at the expense of, like, Avatar, how it is such a, it, it, it's just a white savior myth, right? I yeah, it's unwatchable. It I don't even know. I can't even get into it. I can't. <laughs> it's I, Pocahontas. So you get, I, the first okay, one, I so can't even get, watch you it. You get my vibe here. I'm getting that. It's like, like Pocahontas, right? Like, John Smith yes, story, absolutely. more or less? Yeah. It is. It's absolutely. <clears throat> but to look at this film and go, yes, this is the white savior myth, I, I just, what is wrong with you? So now, when you actually nope. see something, it's a white savior myth, and you call it out. Everybody's well, you know gonna who like, the no, it's not. You know who the savior of the movie is, though. It's the great. I don't even know that actor. He just knocked it out of the park. The guy, and I don't want to call out his his differences, but it's kind of why he was so great in the movie because he the guy, real guy in life was. It was the guy that designer the designer. Oh, the designer, yeah. Who for was sure. very oh, man, like uh, he was very love effeminate. He had like a lisp, and he was just uh, kind of brilliant, like, like a every, total like, like um, a stereotype of a tech nerd. 
Yeah, but like sage like he just like knew exactly oh, what to put into it. And when you see the picture and hear the real guy at the end of the movie, I was like, holy crap, that's that's awesome that that guy was the dude who made such a iconic thing that people, um, you know, still want to like horribly want and and where oh absolutely yeah they're crazy, crazy money cool for. now as they were then yeah yeah and uh, uh but yeah man what a I loved the um I'm not usually a big fan of uh of when they're using uh footage when they're paying for b-roll but to see yes. the actual real footage from the 80s stuck in there uh in the b-roll actually helped me a lot in this movie and it made me kind of want to take movie creating a little less seriously it, um, was, it just had that flashback of like you know this, every, every 60s war movie has has the exact same gun camera footage in it yeah yeah usually when you know, I see it's like the scary. army released like six six you know pieces of film and you know it's like All right, here's what you get <laughs> yeah yeah, but it, it worked in there very, very, almost seamlessly. Uh, it worked in there. So I'm glad. I'm just, you know, it might be I'm glad that Ben and Matt are uh, are back together and uh, have a You know what? It, it's kind of making me like Ben Affleck a little bit. I it, I hate to admit oh, that. Oh, he, cru- you know? he crushes it in that movie. But he I've did. Always, I've he always did. loved Ben. He's I so gotta good admit in it. that movie. His speech about Born in the USA. <laughs> uh, just right. the way he, way he looks. <laughs> Uh, his whole his whole general attitude, like everything. Who is driving a Porsche? <laughs> <You Yeah. know. laughs> it's just the, exactly. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you know, um, it, I I tell you the other thing that I enjoyed about the movie, and um, and I, I've never hid this. I think you all know I'm I'm a pretty big Matt Damon fan. I always have been. I've yeah, enjoyed his work. Yeah. I, I really he's no do. Johnny Knoxville, um, but he's up there. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> from, from Goodwill Hunting to Rounders up to him making fun of himself for a good cause in sure. uh, our his show, cam- um, oh, Entourage. Entourage, yeah. You know, all the way through. Cam- cameos in Marvel. Yes, I have, I've enjoyed, yeah, making fun of himself, cameos in Marvel. His character work in uh, um, Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari, I thought he was yes. top of his game. Like, yes. do more of this, Matt. You're I agree. Perfect. Speaking of which, I we agree. need to get back on our petition to free dogma. Uh, that needs to be back out in the world. That's true. Anyway. We do. That's, yes. that's, that's for sure. <laughs> no, absolutely. His crush groove speech in Dogma is legendary. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, I have it, by the way, is, uh, because I'm a so, collector and I, I, I yeah, have I hard copies of things, I so I, I own movies. it. I have it. Yeah, I had to get a uh, uh, weird so uh, to see Korean import, but nonetheless, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> that, and, go well, ahead. Sorry, it, it was so refreshing to see him in a role where he is not playing. And he, he's got rid of this for a long time, but I'm just saying, he's not playing whatever you think a leading man should be. You know, they try to make no, him look pudgy, yeah. even though they don't do a very good job of it. You know, yeah, I was laughing several a... times that that baggy shirt's not making him look pudgy, but okay, no. okay I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah, they're but, getting um, no makeup. He's a little spotty looking. Yeah, and he has and, no uh, love interest in it or nothing. No, this is he's just not, a uh, dude trying to do something. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Just say, trying to get something he done. Just, he has a goal, which is always important. Is that, oh, he's, he has a... Sorry, a, boys. No, that's I'm okay. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I muted you guys earlier when I was blowing my nose, and then I realized, oh, shit, this will be on the recording. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like the tape dump. Okay. There's so always yeah, a tape just dump a, running. Uh, he's just a normal dude who... He's not milk toast because he does have a lot of passion. Um, mm-hmm. But he's kind of a loser. Like, no, like he's nobody knows yeah. what he does there. Like he's uh, he doesn't know what he does. Like he is right. unaware of his own capabilities. And by the end of the movie, he is well aware of them. Um, and that's. But everybody has a little arc, and I think that's why it's it's fun. And plus the nostalgia. Oh, that's a good point too, East. What I hadn't thought of that there's a lot of um, small arcs for almost every yeah, character. Yeah, because Affleck, movie, Affleck has an arc. A lot. Yeah, yes. Affleck has an arc because he has been at it too long, and it's all just numbers to him at that point. And he's yes. not, you know, he's behind everybody. But every, you know, he's, well, he's, he's, he's the loser. A capitalist he's, Buddhist. What the hell is that? Yeah, <laughs> capitalist Buddhist. Like, I thought Shark would get a kick out of that one. Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. He had a guy who's a Buddhist who really cares about capitalism. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's well, that's what that's where it's go. Buddhist driving a Porsche, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wearing insane outfits uh. and ha- well the perm I think the perm was you know what I mean yeah absolutely because that was that was classic that was the you know and it, it was funny because like my kid comes here a month or so ago he's like I want to get a perm and I'm like and you know the vision I had was you know tight and curly in the back and you know that was it and it was like oh you don't yes. want to do that man no I was no. like you, they'll make fun of you in high school but little did I know that like you know, perms are cool now, and that's hairstyle, and, like, he gets it, and it's like, oh, you look like all the college basketball players. That's cool. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's great. You know, I, I, yeah, that, you know, you did well. Don't listen okay, down. Can I, can, I, uh, can I tell you guys something that I have to admit about the movie, though? What's that? So, um, as I'm watching the Ben Affleck character, all I can think of is the Michael Moore movie, The Big One. Oh, I, I thought about I thought about that my... a couple times. Yeah, okay, I okay, because it's it, yeah. one of my favorite. Shark, are you familiar with the big one? No, I've not seen that. Okay, it's so rough, let me give you yeah. a quick rundown. He's on a book tour for his book, I think, "Stupid White Men," and Michael Moore starts going to these cities. Well, every time he goes to a city, people are like, "Dude, our corporations are outsourcing our jobs, whatever, whatever." For instance, he's in St. Louis at a book signing. And a bunch of people from Centralia come from the leaf that's right. plant. Yeah, talk to him. He goes to Centralia. Oh, he shows CD, up at the CD leaf plant or... with a um, with a big rubber check, giant check for twenty five cents for the first way uh, first hour wage for the Mexican workers they're going to exploit because they only made four billion dollars profit and they're laying everybody off. Right. Okay. So like that's the movie. He keeps going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end, he finally goes to Nike. And he sits down with this dude, and this is like ninety eight, ninety nine. They are, yeah. you know, a dec- yeah, they're, g- g- it's a decade billionaires. Decade later, right. and they are on top of mm-hmm. the, the world. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And he says to this guy, he's like, "Look, your shoe is one of the most important shoes in the world. You are making incredible the the profits you're making off this shoe is incredible, and you're making them all in, you know, these exploited countries and Asia and so on and so forth." Will you build one 
Nike plant in the United States to make these shoes and see how it goes. I'm just asking for one plant to let remember, you see American workers making. I, I remember his. Just I remember his response. It, you remember? It. You remember his response? I remember it precisely. I've seen it since I saw it. He says, "In quote." Americans just don't want to make shoes, Mike. That's right. That's right. Because then Michael Moore goes and gets all these people, <laughs> workers, who are like, I want to make Nike shoes in America. I want to make, want make Air Jordans. <laughs> like and he shows them the video. Look at all these. He's like, they don't mean it. They say yeah, it, but they, right. don't they, don't, it. they don't mean it. Yeah. So anyway. So, yeah, I, I did is, think a couple times I thought, like, ah, he's, I know who that guy turns yes. into. So, yeah. Yes. So it's brought up a couple times, and they all don't want to deal with it, and they don't like it. But it, it, so I, I appreciate Matt and Ben did bring it up. Yeah. It gets, I also appreciate this is, uh, this was written by <laughs> a, uh, uh, unknown writer. It was a spec script out of nowhere. It was oh, the only, really? Well, you know. Ben uh, and the only Matt spec have, script have always had that bought project Greenlight. That's right, and they have a new studio like <coughs> uh, together that they are they are really yeah. upset about the way Netflix pumps out movies with no heart and soul, and they yep. are determined to become a new force in movie making. And, and I say, that, and I've I've seen both of them talk explicitly about the writer strike and the AI stuff and the streaming mm -hmm. rights, and they're mm -hmm. very upset with how that's hurting people. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, so I, I, give, do, I, do I give all power to them. these guys. It. Well, that's Lean what I'm on. saying. Here's a couple Gen X guys who grew up poor, working class in Boston. Like, yeah. come on, man. There are people. They just happen to hit it big, and mm -hmm. I dig that about them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now they're uh, banging J Lo. Again. <laughs> <laughs> well, poor Ben can't seem to get it right. Every time he gets going the right direction. He, he, wow, he, he just screws it up again. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Shark, I sent you an article uh, today about the uh, biographer that the new Oppenheimer movie is based off is still re emotionally recovering from watching the movie. What do you think about that info? Uh, well, I'm, I'm taking that in, in a good good way. I am uh, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. and, and um, I, that, that gives me a lot of optimism. Because, you know, like we've talked about from the very beginning. A lot beginning, of Oppenheimertism. I mean, a little Whoa. bit, a little bit. I like it. I like it. We're the day after Father's Day, so it's the appropriate. Good dad joke. <laughs> bad dad joke. But That's nonetheless, cool. I mean, such a huge story. You know what I mean? And so many different angles to tell it from. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you how do you tell this story? You know, in a condensed time frame. Um, and it sounds like uh, at least to that guy, uh, he did it. So. Yeah, we'll see. Three and a half hours. I hope we. Uh, I, we're going to try to go see it together. Uh, I hope it smashes some records. I hope it leaves. Oh, I hope little Tommy doesn't get too upset. Little Tommy Cruz, it's going to hurt Mission Impossible 18. Oh no, Mr. Nolan made me go boom boom in my little diaper, Tommy oh, Cruz. That's my. You know, uh, just when I like, I know we talked about it last week, but just when I start forgetting what a d bag Tom Cruise is, <laughs> he reminds And you. I start rewatching some of his movies and enjoying his performances. He goes and reminds me what a. <laughs> I can't say on the radio, even though there's only probably two people listening by accident. Their radio's on and they've fallen <laughs> and they can't get up and change the channel you want me to call <laughs> for you that. I would. he's become that and i just yeah. can't do it yeah <laughs> that's too bad too bad little tommy um hey while while we're down 
while we're down right now, let's talk about it. Uh, Mr. Cormac McCarthy, Mr. No Quotation Marks himself, <laughs> uh, uh, passed away. He's 89 years old. And, uh, yep, yep. Uh, um, uh, you know, some of the things I was reading, of course, was like he, nobody knew who he was. <laughs> I forgot how many books he had written that were just kind of dismissed oh, oh, and or passed 20, over. Maybe 20 books? Uh, yeah, until one hit, book hit, and then they were like, oh, well, also, um, these past books. Yeah, so they go back we, and we read Blood Meridian and decide it maybe maybe the last great American novel ever written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there yeah, a really great, great American I mean, novel, though? Do what? What do you think, Rob? What was the great? What was the? Great I said, American was novel? there really ever a great American novel? Though I mean, is, know, is great American uh, novelist here, a thing? Here, here's my thing. I do think there is a great American novel, but I think it has to occur in a moment in history that it's right for it. That makes sense. That does. So, sense. for instance, I'll give you the easiest example I can. Okay, I know what it's going to be. Can I, can I take a it? guess? Yeah. Um, I. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I did it by O.J. Simpson. <laughs> no, that's a good guess. That's a good guess, Norm. Uh, but, um, um, no. Okay, when you go back in history, historians will tell you, like, say, they love, you know, historians love to give you, like, numbers, top five things that led to the Civil War, or top ten things. Okay, That's just because okay. we're trying to draw people in to listen to what we, the rest of what we got to okay. say. <laughs> but if you look at any credible list, they will tell you that Uncle Tom's <coughs> Cabin is one of the most important examples. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, after it's published, yeah. Abraham Lincoln has her come to the White House. Now, is House. that the song Six by... Uh, Lincoln. Is, it, is it Tesla? Warrant. Who does that song? Um, Warrant. Warrant. Warrant does uh, that song. Six foot four, six foot Cherry five, Pie, Lincoln, then Uncle Tom's and Cabin. And she... And she was that like is kind of problematic these days, isn't it? I'm sorry, Rob. I'm ignoring I'm both sorry. of you. I'm ignoring both of you. Yeah, she's this really uh, very it's petite really little woman, and she lo- and he looks down at her and says, "So you're the little woman that caused such a great war, right?" Okay, uh-huh. so now of course she's not the only thing, but sure, her no, book but, but brought that, this yeah, light to white people who were like, oh my God, I had no idea slavery was this bad. Well, I would say to them, you should have read Frederick Douglass's autobiography, uh, um, nar- slave narrative autobiographic book. Um, the point is, at that moment, that's the great American novel. Yeah. I got okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. okay, so then flash forward, right after World War II, as we're entering postmodernism, I would make the argument that Slaughterhouse Five is the great right. American sure. novel. Oh, it shows how insane we've become. Um, so that that's what I'm saying is like I think there's a great American novel, but it always has to come in a historical moment that's relevant. Shark, uh, I can't believe in, in uh, I can't. Ways. I can't believe Shark didn't reference the uh, 1982 classic "That's Who I Am" by Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Oh, I did, I did. We were all just talking. It sounded like five of us were talking at the same time. Nobody heard me. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that really a book? No, I made that up. Oh, okay. I was going to say, did he really do that? Because I could see that. Like, he did have a... He did have an album, though, entitled That's Who I... I believe it's called That's Who I oh, okay. Am, Burt Reynolds. And so if you haven't listened to it, a, please, and a, God, And a pretty decent spread in Playgirl as well. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the other night I got in a loop of watching um, Oscar winners at the moment they're announced in history. Okay. And that was really fascinating. That's I don't fun. know how I got on this TikTok loop, but I just, I was stuck. <coughs> I've been sick, can't sleep sometimes, so I'm just scrolling. So they got to the, the year that I 
totally believe he was robbed for Boogie Nights. He should have got an Oscar. I stand uh, yes. by it. I, I'm never. I'm now, who never won against that. him? I think that, who who, who uh, um, won the you Oscar? Know, I, oh my God! I, I was so angry. I, I, I know can't it. even I remember can't, when I rewatched I it. Um, but the, the point is, is like they always show the reactions of the people, and you can tell. Like it's famous that Bill Murray always looks pissed when he doesn't win. Burt Reynolds looked like he was going to kill somebody when he didn't get that award. I think he, he just has just this look poop. on his face like he's going to take somebody down to China I have Town. a feeling. This is my feeling. Um, and he should have felt that way. This is, this is my theory. He reportedly hated the movie when it was being filmed. Yes. He yes, thought it was trash. Yeah. I don't think Burt Reynolds wanted an Oscar, but I think certain people were like, you need to push for getting this Oscar. We got to start doing some payola. We got to get you out there. We got to get you being seen and you're going to be number one again. I don't think Burnt Reynolds cared about any of that. And I think they made him do it. And then I think when that happened, I think he was like, yeah, see what happened, guys? I didn't. Yeah. yeah, Thanks thanks a lot. Thanks for making me work my ass off for the last uh, year for this crap. No, absolutely. And I have to ease off my... um, Upset of him being beat because now I can oh, see. Who is it? Maybe, maybe it was an even money flip of a coin. Um, he it? lost to Robin Please Williams in Goodwill Hunting. Oh, ah. and ah. Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so, he is. But, I kind of get so maybe it to this Robin. is my point. What a what a horrible year for these two guys to have these two roles that they both yeah. deserved Oscars for. Maybe that's the real thing I should say here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I I. I've often wondered, and I've never heard Burt Reynolds talk about it. Maybe you guys have. But I know he hated it, thought it was garbage. But when this movie comes out and starts getting three Oscar nominations, like yeah. seven Golden Globe, did he finally realize it really was genius what he was doing? Or was he still I, I bet he act, Do you guys I bet know? He, I bet he acted like he did. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I bet. All that. I bet. Hey, I, serious yeah. question. Did Burt Reynolds in, invent really the outtake? What? That's a good. That's a I, good seriously, question. Seriously, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember credit scenes without takes. Before I think it might you know. be. I think Cannonball Run might be. Is it Cannonball? All right, I'm it? googling it. What was the first movie to use bloopers and outtakes? When <laughs> you guys get a damn shotgun and kill that thing? <laughs> yeah, that thing's going crazy. I mean, whoever's got the bird on their end, do throw I mean, a rock at a Jethro it or something, man. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> okay, so there's people all arguing about Tabby. this. I see it. And they say... Well, hey, push, get your low cut going then or something. I mean, EQ him out of here. <laughs> oh, the mic won't, but it doesn't pick him up at all. Just you oh, guys. He's killing me on the headphones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so for you. Says, it's like, I mean, he's like a bridge pickup on a bad telly. He's like right in the middle of my brain. <laughs> all right, so here's the debate, gang, and I can't find an answer. Oh no! Some people say Pink Panther movies did it first. Some people say oh. Blake Edwards started it, and then others say Smokey uh. and the Bandit. So there's three movies, three what, what things the that three people wrong? are all arguing. Okay. Pink Panther movies, they say did it first. Okay. Blake Edwards started it in IIRC. Huh. <laughs> what the hell is IIRC? I don't know. Blake Edwards is a pretty huge. Uh, director but i don't know what that is i have no idea yeah i don't let me look at blake edwards movies but i do love that people are saying smoky and the bandits part of the conversation yeah i mean it's the first time i remember it you know what i mean <coughs> right now right. they're everywhere um, 
Wait a minute. They're saying Blake Edward. I didn't know this. Blake Edwards did Pink Panther movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. But that I, I, whatever that was, I don't think that's a Pink Panther movie, is it? No, wait a minute. You know, the Pink first Panther Pink was Panther one of those things as a kid, though, that like you watched 75. the cartoon and it was funny, no, and then you watch the movie and you're like, this is not the same. Yeah, see, uh, Pink Panther was one of those generational things. Like, my dad thought Pink Panther was the funniest. <laughs> Movie ever made? Like you would. Well, I mean, you guys remember the difference, though, right? I mean, like we had the cartoon, and the cartoon was humorous, and then you yeah, try to watch the movie, and you're like, "This is not at all the same. It's just no. not funny. This is not." Um, you know I, I mean? Okay, I'm taking a hot take. I didn't think the Pink Panther cartoon was funny, and I didn't like it. I don't I'm remember okay it, to be honest at all. At all, I, I don't didn't remember like it. it. I remember watching it, but I couldn't tell you anything short of the. Film I was song. desperate for cartoons to be on, so I watched it. Yeah, I was yes. kid, but yeah, I never no, it wasn't it the top much. of the heap. I mean, if Scooby Doo was on, you know, that would take precedence, oh, yeah. obviously. But Absolutely. you know, but nonetheless, Absolutely. it was one of those false, not false advertising, but it was one of those things like you're prepared and you're like, oh, this movie's going to be funny, and you're like, no, this isn't funny at all. Um, so I have no idea whether they had outtakes in that or not. Mm-mm-mm. Well, uh, hey, man, I was flipping around the other day. and uh, not Wait a minute, around. wait a minute. What year did Smokey and the Bandit come out? What, 80-something, right? I was going to say 79. No, Smokey and the Bandit, 70s. Well, the reason I'm, I'm saying this is this nine, guy. But I don't know. Here's a guy who's saying that he has found out the first movie to ever do this was Hooper with Burt Reynolds in 78. Well, that could Well, yeah, but I mean, I thought, Reynolds did it. I Reynolds did it all over the Smokey place. Smokey and the it's, Bandit came out yeah. in 77. That's what I thought. We might be wrong. Gotta, Jeff, it might be 81 or 82. Smokey and the Bandit movie. came out movie in 77. A couple scenes 77. in that one. 77. So then it would be before Hooper. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because Hooper was more, it was basically oh, wait, just was a... Was Cannonball Run the one we think did it? Or that's, what I thought ori- that's what I thought originally, but I don't know the order of them. I think that's. I just thought all Burt Reynolds movies. I mean, I think Smokey and Every, Bandit does it. I think Cannonball Run, you know, Stroker Ace... Yeah. Well, uh, then let's just say Burt Reynolds had a big hand in doing it, one way or the other. Yeah. So uh, thanks, the thank you, Burt Reynolds. I am a fan of the outtake. All right. Yes, you are. Yeah. So yeah, let's just give it to him. I don't care if it uh, was him or I like whoever. It. I say give it to Burt. Why not? I do too. He deserves it. Uh, hey, God, oh man, I had a million dollar. I don't even know if I should talk about it. Uh-oh. I had a million dollar idea. I discussed it with a mutual friend of ours the other night. And uh, they concurred that it was a million dollar, maybe even a billion dollar idea. Uh, ah, man, I really don't know. Somebody might steal it. <laughs> so you got to be careful, man. Million here, a million there. Next thing you know, you're talking real money. <laughs> it was a, uh, I don't even know if I should say that much about it. Maybe I should talk about it off air. It's a great, great radio, man. You guys might want to uh, put all your money into it. And if you're listening, uh, maybe you should contact me if you want to put all your money I already gave you 34 bucks to make that movie. What else you want? That's right. That's right. (laughs) Hey, by the way, I got a very uh, encouraging, um, not encouraging, it was a rejection letter. But it was still a very uh, uh, encouraging uh, yeah, it really was. It was uh, essentially that I, I made it to the last round of uh, Tribeca. Um, I survived oh, nice. the 15,000 movies, and I was down to like the last, whatever, three or 200 or something. 
Seriously? Cool. That's amazing. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah. So, like, I was almost in it, and the letter was very, very sweet and basically said, like, please. Keep that and frame it. That's that's positive um, reinforcement for the future. Yeah, it was, it was. well, you know, it was heartbreaking, but this, cause I'm like, really? I was. Yes. I, I almost wanted to be like, don't even tell me. I was right there. No, I get that, too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, almost it, worse it, it that was. you were close. Yeah, uh, not really though. It it it, it was uh, encouraging uh, at the same time. Hey, baby, how's it going? Got a, a guest walking through the uh, the studio. Uh oh, getting a little uh, little, little rainbow uh, <laughs> pipe over here. <laughs> Better cut that out, future Joe. Now, um, um. Yeah, we don't have any fun topics. I'm not talking about diarrhea or whatever I was talking about last time you came through here. Pepto-Bismo commercial or something. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's, uh, I, I'm not going to get into that idea. I think it might be, might be stolen. But what I am going to get into is I saw, I was flipping through the other night, and I saw there's a new Walking Dead show with a character oh, no. from another one called Walking Dead Dead City, and I was I, uh, I was Dead City. It's called Dead. It's like that's a parody that you and I, that us guys would make. Um, I just, I I've never really. I I think I may maybe watched a couple episodes of the very first season, and I was like, nah, I'm done. I've, I'm done with zombies. I don't need zombies in my life. I've seen the greatest zombie uh, movies ever made. I don't really need to see this. And I guess I was wrong because here it is, twelve years later or whatever. <laughs> And there's just freaking zombies everywhere. And probably for, for some reason, I thought you were an original fan of the series. Have you not ever watched Me? it? Yeah, I thought you. No. Were one of, I thought no. you. Were, I know. No. I know you don't like that sort of thing. But I thought maybe there was no. enough. Like, oh, it's all about the characters that you finally. Got no, it. no, 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 no. <laughs> Cobble is a huge fan of that. So maybe I should get him on the horn. <laughs> Talk to him about <laughs> it. Because yeah, I saw there was a new. Uh, a new one, and I, I just was, uh, I was like, yeah, there's a new show? The old one, it just, I, there's also, there's so many spinoffs, I guess is what I'm saying. It's like 90 Day Fiance. There's like, how many spinoffs can there possibly be? By the way, is that Max, is it driving you crazy on Max yet, Rob, that there's like a million 90 Day Fiance uh, uh, ads and just weird reality shows all over the place inside of your movies? Oh, come on, you love reality TV. It's not, is it really though? Is it not driving you crazy when you're on your home screen and it's like, check out whatever, F Boy Island? And yes, I, not, I see it all the time. 90 Day Island, and I'm like, whoa, no, HBO, what happened to my, my prestige, my prestige TV? You guys know me, I'm all about prestige. I got that, I got that prestige in me. In defense of a reality show, I'll drive. I'll, I will once again plug. What is it? Drive to survive. Oh, it's oh, yes, so that's right. that's so right. yes. so so good. I mean, it's it literally it's it's reality that they just turn. It's like they don't have to do anything to make all the crap happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just this just big there. spectacle that was already going on. They finally just found a real life spectacle they could film. So it mm-hmm. you know it works. It's it's yeah, it's good. They they got enough crap going they already had a show you know what i mean they're just filming a show that existed well uh we're about out of time for the for the podcast listeners 
I'll be playing one of my very few shows this summer uh, at Jack Russell Fishco in Benton this Friday, the 23rd. Probably from 5 to 8 or 6 to 9, one of those two things. Uh, myself and Polly will be playing. So come on out to the Crappy Lake, home of the Crappy Lake reality <laughs> show itself. That was the segue I was trying to think of. Uh, Benton, Illinois, to uh, <laughs> to uh, Jack Russell Fish Co. It is, it's uh, one of my favorite places to play, one of the only places I play, because uh, I like the folks that uh, run it, and I like playing back on the patio. So uh, come out and see me, WDBX listeners. Guess what? It already happened <laughs> a couple days ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shark, I'm sure you got lots of places to promote uh, that you're playing. Uh, well, you know, since we're on DBX, I'll just throw the one out. Actually, this Friday, I'm at PK's with Ethan Stevenson. Um, all right. So definitely be a good time. Come look at one of those uh, new ugly guitars you bought. Or wait, you didn't buy the ugly one. You got pretty ones. <laughs> right? I don't know. It depends on which one you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> depends which one I'm playing would have been my answer. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Or have a good week. Enjoy the summer. Summer's almost officially almost here. Get out your white. Uh, that sounded like some kind of... <laughs> I don't yeah. I better... Uh, you know what I mean. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. Juneteenth, we're recording this. All right. See you next time, everybody. Love you. Mean it. Peace. Never. Oh.